Hello and welcome to What Else Do You Do? I'm your host, Masao. I'm an indie producer in Montreal working for Studio Cut to Bits. Our guest today is Bahia Khan. Please introduce yourself. I'm sorry I butchered your name. No, it's okay. Um, thank you so much for having me again. So my name is Bahia Khan and I'm from Johannesburg in South Africa. I'm a game developer and writer and I'm currently doing my master's in film where I'm looking at the monstrous feminine in horror films and how that kind of like parallels puberty. God, is that all? I suppose that's it about me. <laughs> I just watched your video at uh, Game of Color Expo talk. Yeah. Which one? Talking about uh, the the horrors of being a teenage woman. Maybe I, I know got the one. title yeah, wrong. Yeah, I know which one you're speaking <laughs> of. <laughs> uh, it was fascinating. I thought, I thought, it, was, I thought it was a great talk. That's actually Thank the you. reason I was like, oh, I should reach out to her. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I think it's one of the talks that I like that I've done because I'm always like, what the F was I saying when I'm done with the talk? So yeah, I'm glad <laughs> that you liked it. Yeah. And I also saw you talk at uh, MIGS in 2019 as well. Yeah. And I don't remember what you talked about, but I do remember you leaving an impression. I thought it was one? a good talk. Oh. <laughs> no, no, it was oh. like I thought it was. Yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was a really good talk. But thank it's you. Been, you know, with the pandemic, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> it feels like a million years ago. But uh, yeah, but uh, this is part of our Asian game developer interview series. So uh, let's talk about being Asian. So, what is your ethnic background? Um, <clears throat> gosh. How much hours do we have? <laughs> um, so, yeah, on my father's side, um, he's Indian, but there's like a little bit of mixing uh, some way on his father's side. But for the most part, my dad is Indian. And then my mother is colored. And I'm, I'm never sure how to explain this, um, especially to people who aren't familiar with uh, what the storm and it's basically a racial group in South Africa. Different people have different opinions on it. Like some people say we shouldn't call ourselves colored because actually we're black and other people say, no, it's like a separate identity. I think for me, um, it's very much like a cultural thing top of it being like a racial thing. Cause there's things so specific to like colored people and to our identity. For me, when I say that I'm colored, I, automatically like absorb in Indian in there because so many people who are colored are mixed race you know it's ah, oh, how do I explain it but yeah that's my mother's background my grandfather is half Afghanistani and half black and then my grandmother is Cape Malay which depending on how you view it is also viewed as like colored in a South African context um but yeah, so that's that's basically my background. Um, in South Africa, it's really easy for me because I don't need to explain it because everybody just like knows what it means for the most part. Sometimes I do get like ignorant questions from certain people and like ugly, like stupid comments. Um, sometimes it's out of ignorance, but sometimes it's just because they're stupid and suck. But yeah, I usually feel pretty 
like understood in South Africa, I think, because we um, are such a like multiracial place and people do understand usually what certain terms mean. I think also in the area that I love, there's so many people like me um, and there's a lot of mixed race people as well. So, and it's usually just like a mix between like black Indian colored. We all are like different percentages of the three races. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like it's not something I usually need to explain in my life. How Asian do you feel? Do you feel Asian? Um, no, because I think when I, I, it's an incorrect perception that I have or thought, but like when I think Asian, I don't usually think like Indian, you know, I'd be thinking of like mm-hmm. Chinese, Japanese, Korean, like Asian, like, like that. East Asia. Uh, East Asia. Yeah. Um, and not so much. Yeah. Like, um, Indian as Asian, I think also because of the way our like forms, like racial forms look in South Africa, we have like black, colored, white, Asian and Indian. So like Asian and and other. For me, it always just felt like Indian and Asian were two separate things. Sometimes they don't give you the Indian option and then like you assume it's under Asian, right? But I think the way that like race um, and like racial politics function in South Africa is very different to the rest of the world. A lot of our like racial groupings are also kind of a result of apartheid. I mean, like the term mm-hmm. colored, um, why a lot of people don't like that term is because it was, as far as I know, like a term that racist white people you know, termed like people who passed like a certain test, like they put like a pencil in your hair or whatever, and they'd be like, okay, well, you're not that black. So, or something like that. Uh, God forgive me if I'm saying anything that is wrong, but uh, this is just like as far as I know. So, yeah, back to your question. I don't think that like if I think Asian, it's something that I identify with immediately. It's usually like, Oh, okay. Yeah, actually I am. And cause like, even when you reached out on Twitter, I was like, Oh, this is so interesting because nobody has ever been like, Hey, Asian queen. Not that you said that. Um, but like, you know, <laughs> so yeah. The word Asian is so vague. <laughs> yeah. And in North America, I think it is standardly accepted that when people say Asian, they usually think. East Asian? Yeah. But in the UK, evidently, it typically thinks South Asian because yeah. like the UK has so many South Asians compared to East Asians. Yeah. And throughout this like interview series that I've been I've been doing, like I've talked to a wide um, you know, range of of backgrounds. Um, yeah. and it is it is kind of fascinating how this is all supposed to be kind of one region (laughs) yeah you know because if you look at europe like yes there is some cultural you know there is significant cultural differentiation depending on where you are in europe but like for the most part they're either christian or jewish for the most part i guess i mean there are minority religions within there as well and most of it is kind of like most of the languages are related most of it is indo-european i guess the cyrillic languages the the you know eastern european and russian languages and 
But if you look at Asia, because like it's such a geographically large area and so much of it is really kind of isolated, it's basically anything east of the Caucasus Mountains. So like you have you have Central Asia, which I mean, Central Asia and North Asia, which is kind of like this no man's land that nobody ever talks about. <laughs> and then you have West Asia, which is, you know, the Middle East. Yeah. And then South Asia, Southeast Asia, East Asia, like, and it's, it's kind of absurd to even think of this, you know, as a group of people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think yeah. that kind of ambiguity and confusion is part of the identity of, I think, being Asian. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's like I mentioned earlier, the way that I think, um, like racial politics or racial groupings maybe function in like the West, it's not the same way that it does here. Um, oh, for so, sure. Yeah, it's, and I mean, I, I think that's true for a lot of places, you know, um, that aren't in like the global North. Cause like one of my really good friends, Chess, she'll be so excited when she hears that I spoke about her. Um, she's Chinese and like, I always make like jokes about, oh, look at the two of us, two Asian ladies in this world. And it's like, um, it's funny because both of us don't like assume Indian immediately as like Asian. We'd like just think of her as being the Asian one, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like sometimes she'll say like, oh, she's the token Asian friend. And I'll say, no, I'm the, why am I not the token Asian friend? I'm also Asian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not something that like adds difficulty or confusion to my life. I think it's just something that I hadn't really thought of as much maybe growing up mm-hmm. um but now i think also being in the games industry has like okay not that i'm like in the industry but you know being on twitter <laughs> you, like, you are definitely part of the industry like you have given more talks than majority of the game developers i know <laughs> like oh. <laughs> like you're you are definitely a visible member of our community whether or not that you like so it or not unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it's fortunate for us. I I like what you have to say for Thanks. well, maybe um, like, maybe not like is not the right term, but uh, <laughs> I I um I think your input is extremely valuable. So thank you, I really appreciate that. But yeah, I think that definitely like since being in the industry, it's made me um, more aware of like how big Asia is and like how many people actually yeah are Asian. I grew up in Japan and it's funny because like everybody would assume Japanese people are Asian, but the Japanese talk about Asians like they're not really a part of it. Like like you will see like uh on television there would be like go to Asia for a vacation and they would show like, you know, like <laughs> like Thailand and like, you know, yeah. Malaysia or whatever and it's like yeah. these beautiful beaches and you're like, but we're already in Asia. Like this is yeah. kind of <laughs> Or people talk about like, oh, yeah, there's this new exotic Asian food. And it's like, yeah, this is kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> and those are the words they use too, like exotic and Asian. It's like, That's so interesting. Yeah. So like, you know, identity is weird, you know. Yeah. And uh, there's so much like, and and that's, and those are like relatively positive examples. Like there's quite a bit of negative examples as yeah. well. They're quite... Uh, xenophobic and non-Japanese Asians in Japan have a very difficult time for a variety of different reasons, like legally and racism and colorism. And so, yeah, like, I don't know. 
I think nobody really knows what to do with that term, you know, like because it's yeah. such a such a big big region. Uh, so, how much of your upbringing was influenced by Asian culture? Like, were you raised with like Asian food, or yeah. is there significant Asian customs that like was present in your yeah. upbringing? Yeah, literally my entire life. So. It's interesting because even though my mother is not Indian, but let me just take you take you back to the early seventies, right? So yeah, South Africa had a past right? that was happening here. Yeah? Horrible, horrible, ugly slavery rubbish. And what happened was we had like law that got put into place that like forced all people of color essentially to move out of the area that they lived in. My father was forced to move to Lanasia, which is where I live at the moment. And it was like the area for like Indians to move to. And my mother, because she's not Indian and they were registered um, as Malay, which, but like I mentioned earlier, it's not the same. When I say Malay, it's like Malaysian people are like, it's the ancestry, but it's, it's more of like a Cape Malay thing, which is also like closer to colored. But anyway, yeah, they actually went to get re-registered to change their race because my grandfather thought if they could say they were Indian that they would maybe get like better treatment as Indian people as opposed to Mm -hmm. Malay people Um, so then my mother was like five I think when they moved and she moved here as well so even though my mother is not Indian their upbringing was Indian because everybody lived in Lanasia. I'm just going to call it Lens for short because it sounds so weird saying Lanasia so many times because I don't call it that, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then my mother's mother passed away when my mother was eight. And then the people, all like the women and like the older female influences in her life, a lot of them were Indian. Like her neighbor taught her how to cook and her neighbor's Indian. So, yeah. And then like, then she married my father who's Indian. And like, just, I think that like, Lens is such a, now it's very different because we in between two areas that were designated as a, an area for black people and an area for colored people. And like we were in the middle, right? And up now apartheid's been over, uh, allegedly for like 20, I think it was, I'm just trying to think because it ended just a bit, yeah, a few years before I was born. Yeah. yeah. So apartheid's like been over for like 90s, right? years. It yeah. stopped in 1994. Yeah, and uh, so it's like since 1994, I guess, or I don't know if before, but like black and colored people were m- more moving into lands, um, whether for like job opportunities or through marriage or whatever. Um, and yeah, there was some movement. And now it feels like the culture in lands is very mixed with different racial influences from like but i think that also speaks to south africa more broadly because like we mm-hmm. have 11 official languages in our country right and that's excluding all of the other languages spoken here so like in my house if i'm having a conversation with my mother that lasts like 30 seconds i'll be speaking sometimes like five languages in that in that time just because it's so mixed like we'll be speaking English, Afrikaans, Zulu, Arabic, and Gujarati all in one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, wow. I don't know. It, it's just my entire upbringing is Indian. And like, yeah, I eat Indian food all the time. It's literally the best food in the world. <laughs> um, 
sometimes when I am with like my mother's family, then we like the like the designated like Indian cousins. And then when I'm at my father's family, it's like, oh yeah, it's like the colored cousins, you know? So like, that's only really where I feel like there's a bit of a difference between like us and them. But also I think because I'm Muslim, like a lot of Islamic culture in South Africa and in Lens has influenced my upbringing. Sometimes that gets conflated with like an Indian upbringing. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like I was brought up by a colored woman who also happens to be Indian, despite not being Indian. But yeah. Wow. That is, it's a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I know my mother also had like a lot of like confusion because I mean, if you see her, her parents and her and all of that, they're like not Indian clearly, but I guess, I don't know, like blow dryers were a thing and they were like straightening their hair and like not there's not like a specific look for colored people but like you can pretty much tell sometimes like oh yeah this is a colored person so i think that there was also a lot of confusion for her like racially growing up just because they were literally forced on paper to be something else and yeah there's also a lot of like weird racism in like the indian community like indian muslim communities against like Cape Malay and colored and like mixed race Muslims. So I think that like when she married my father, his mother was being quite a dick like toward my mother because yeah, she's not like, she's not Indian. And sometimes, yeah, like there's even, um, I'm sure you are aware of like the caste system in India, right? Mm-hmm. And like yeah. <clears throat> my best friend in high school, her mother used to, call me and we didn't understand it at the time because neither of us ever like use those words i only learned about the caste system when i was 19 and i read the god of small things for the first time but like her mother used to call me half caste she'd be like your half caste friend is on the phone and only afterwards did i realize this woman is racist like excuse me um so there's like weird stuff like that going on um but i think there's like very specific weird and like racist stuff that happen in like Muslim Indian communities in mm. in South Africa, in Johannesburg. Um, I okay. can't speak about it in other places because I don't know, but yeah. Let's pivot to the games industry since this is somewhat a games industry podcast. How do you think your... Uh, how do you think your experience as uh, in the industry has been impacted by by the fact you are Asian? Like, is has it been impacted at all, or <clears throat> do you think that's not a that hasn't been a significant factor for you? I don't really know how to answer this question. Like, it's just making me think of you know. I don't know if you know, but like sometimes during GDC they'll have like a mixer for like Arab people or like the Xbox Black people in games thing or like mm-hmm. I don't know, like an Asian thing and like i feel like strange for myself because i don't feel like i'm i'm not gonna go to an arab mixer because i'm literally not arab at all although there'd probably be like a lot of muslim people there yeah and that would be like cool to like meet more muslim people in games but then at the same time there's also a lot of like black muslim people in games and i would feel like crazy pitching up at like a mixer for black people 
you know i would feel like yeah. what, what am i doing am i taking someone's space <laughs> or yeah. um and like <laughs> it's funny because in south africa like yeah some colored people or some people racialized as colored are identifying as black they are black to themselves so like even sometimes if I have to fill out a form, uh, like an, an an American Games form or whatever, then I'll pick like Black, African, and Asian if they don't give me the option of choosing other, because that's kind of like the like my ancestry um, is like the two of those races. But I feel like I don't know. They, I wish they would have like a mix of like colored people, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just me. Uh, and I know another guy, but I don't think he's in games anymore. Um, Terrence, if you're listening, um, yeah, like we'd probably show up there. But it just, it does make me feel like it's, um, I, I could show up at the Asian mixer, but I think it's also for me how I think of Asianness, like I mentioned earlier. It's not like an association I'd immediately make with myself. So, mm-hmm. and like, I would also feel like, I mean, I don't know if you have any of these feelings, like also being mixed, you know, but like, very much so. So I've identified as a person of color for probably maybe I'm 41, 42 oh, this wow. year. And it's been like maybe two years that I have identified as a person of color. Oh, <laughs> so, um, well, at least self-identified as a yeah. person of color, because like, you know, I'm, very pale first of all (laughs) mostly white passing like uh people who are familiar with like half asian half white people like look at me and they're like oh okay well clearly you are yeah but if i went to like middle america and kept my mouth shut like i don't think they would actually know or care so and my mother is also japan like growing up well see see that's the thing i was told that i'm not an asian person growing up like oh. I, you know like i in japan i was like well but miss out you're not japanese yeah so i'm like okay i'm not japanese and then i moved to the united states in high school and then i was like suddenly the japanese person they're oh. like oh but you're not american so i'm like what the hell am i yeah <laughs> uh, has always kind of been like i've always been very you know I've never really known what to do with my yeah. identity as well. And unfortunately for me, I've never really had a community. And uh, because like in North America, people talk about hapas, but I never really identified with a hapa person because I always thought, well, those yeah. are like a hapa is like a Hawaiian term. And uh, it, refers to like basically mixed people but frequently it is ref- uh like it refers to like part white part asian people especially oh. in california so there were people who were like ethnically similar to me but like a lot of them are you know part of the diaspora that went to the united states before world war ii so they're like they're like fourth generation fifth generation yeah. americans so like like genetically we're similar but at the same time like i like culturally and yeah you know like i grew up in japan like in like i wouldn't say rural japan but like kind of middle of nowhere my upbringing was extremely japanese outside of any influence that my mother had so like especially now i've lived here for 25 years and like i'm much more kind of integrated to the community but like when i initially got here i 
I was essentially a Japanese kid that just like showed up in the United States. I just yeah. happened to not look Japanese and I spoke English. And so, yeah, like I've struggled always because like I never, like I'm American and Japanese, but at the same time, if you asked me when I was 16, are you Japanese American? I would be like, no, that's yeah. not me. Those, those are those people. So like, <laughs> you know, like I, I totally understand your struggle and, um, and I definitely do wonder whether or not I should be in POC spaces because I do feel like, you know, like the Japanese are kind of like, they're the colonists of Asia, <laughs> right? <laughs> so they're not like, so like, they're not even like, you know, they're not even the Asians that are struggling even within Asia. So like, like, am I yeah. like, am I, am I entitled to be? in that space where, you know, of, of people who are marginalized and have had a difficult time. I mean, granted, I've experienced quite a bit of racism throughout my life in various different ways. And I have always struggled being kind of marginalized and othered. I've always struggled because I don't fit. Just something that you said, uh, I was, cause like I've heard this before where, um, people have said that like, Japanese people are not people of color because of like them, like, like you said, you know, being like colonizers of the Asian world. Um, and I think that like, this is just like my opinion that you just because somebody who I do think Japanese people are people of color, like for myself, at least personally, um, it's never been a thing where I ever like thought they want, but I think that like, because like some Japanese people um, colonized other parts doesn't mean that Japanese people aren't people of color, you know? Cause yeah. like even well, in- I think if I was fully Japanese, I think I would have been able to like embrace it more when I came to okay. the United States. I think it's yeah. more kind of like, I think the combination of like growing up upper middle class and being white passing, I'm like, yeah. No, no, it's, it's okay. I, I, I didn't want to, I just want to clarify to yes, definitely Japanese people are, are people of color. So, but yeah, like yeah, it's it's a tough conversation for sure. Yeah. But I think recently what I've thought about and is that like by my like making myself like not talking about that, I feel like well, if there was like a like a game dev or a kid who is half Japanese or half Asian and they feel like they don't really belong like the fact that I'm not out there like talking about this stuff is I'm just kind of perpetuating this like like non-conversation around this kind of identity like we're never going to have space if like nobody's out there advocating for us and I think and um, if I ever am in, a, am in a situation in which, like, uh, I am organizing, like, some kind of an Asian space or Asian, like, uh, event, I would love you to Thank attend. Thank you. Because, like, Thank you. I, I really do think that, like, my perception of Asia and what I want to kind of push forward is that, like, no, like, you don't have to fit in nicely into any of this stuff. Like, yeah. We're all Asian. Like, it's, it's okay. Like, yeah. it's not... And most of us are super messy. Like, even the ones that are, like, ethnically, like, I've talked to a lot of people who, like, grow up, grew up in Canada or grew up in the UK and they're, you know, 100% Indian or they're 100% yeah. Chinese. And 
even they struggle with their identity because like, you know, when they compare themselves to their cousins or, you know, other people who are, you know, Chinese from China or, you know, Indians from India, they feel like they're not, they're not real Asians. Yeah. So like, you know, like we're all, I think kind of struggling with our identity and not feeling like that, like we're not sufficiently Asian strangely enough I think is like very much a part of this like Asian diaspora experience like I I mean I want to throw in a joke about compulsive struggle to like be perfect and strive (laughs) for better even I did like kind of extends to our identity in which we're like oh well but like even our identity is not (laughs) perfect enough for for mama yeah it's so interesting (laughs) uh, because I feel like I I don't have like an issue with like struggling really with my identity in South Africa. Um, it's only when I leave the country and mm-hmm. I'm in like Western spaces that it becomes like, whoa, what's going on? You know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, even with like Asianness, it's people, yeah, in different parts of the world, it kind of like, even if it's just by like, uh, I don't know like a degree or two off from someone else's like idea of Asian or like whatever. I think it's, it makes for like a very interesting complex identity in the sense of like, it's not like there's a certain look or type of what an Asian person could be, you know? And it's like what you're saying of people like trying to attain some like form of Asianness. What is it? You know, like it's you, it's yeah. you being Asian. There's it, there's the Asianness. Yeah, I think uh, we've been going for a while, so I think it's time to wrap up. Um, it's been a wonderful conversation. I've I've enjoyed this immensely. But Me too, uh, yeah, can you uh, yeah can you give us a final thought about being Asian or not being Asian or anything else? I really like being Indian. I think it's very nice. <laughs> and um yeah yeah i really really love like our culture um i think it's very beautiful and alive and like like juicy and you can feel it and for me that feels very much like being south african so it it's wonderful how it just like goes together for me i'm just very grateful for the country that i live in i guess Thank you very much, and uh, have a have a lovely evening. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day as well. It was nice speaking to you. It was great speaking to you as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Dave Wallace for providing the music, and thank you to Therese Lance for providing the logo. Bye.